can't put your leg out. That's when you know you hot as hell. Oh my god, what is the weather doing? Uh, and I wanted to get my car washed, but then it's time that it's gonna rain tomorrow, bro. But it looks like we're gonna be in these warm ass temperatures all week. Yep. The high was 83 today. Tornado season coming early. Hell yeah. Bro, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like, it's something in the fucking water. I don't know. Then, have you heard about, like, all this shit going on? Like, the train wreck thing in Ohio. Yeah. Then they got all the polluted water. Yeah. It's some other shit. It'd be a lot of stuff that I'd be seeing on TikTok and don't hear about it nowhere else. And I'm like, why Why we don't be knowing about this stuff? Me and the homie actually were talking about that yesterday a lot. Like, But I think, I don't know. I feel like TikTok is like a conspiracy theorist, like fever dream. Yeah. All the stuff like the trains and stuff. I feel like that's just our crumbling infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Same as like when a couple a couple weeks ago when our power grid was on roaming and my utility bill was the highest it had ever been. I don't know, bro. It's a lot of crazy shit going on. It's too much. I can't keep up. Yeah. I be scrolling TikTok for leisure and then run into some bullshit. I be like, damn. Right. I'm trying to relax, nigga. <laughs> what is what is happening now? It's just me, but all you motherfuckers on TikTok are scaring the shit out of me. I don't know whether the world's ending, whether I'm gonna have radiation poison, whether this acid rain's gonna get me, if there's gonna be a nuclear battle. I'm scared, so shut the fuck up. Look, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. I swear, I go from watching hair and makeup videos to, look at this train wreck. Look at this poisonous cloud in the sky. Right? Isn't that suspicious? And then, like, the balloons and stuff. And then people saying that balloons are are, uh, aliens. Then I heard somebody saying that it was the Chinese sending spies. I think that's what it really was. Yeah. Or that's what the White House officially said. Yeah. Bro. It's the last days out here, bro. <laughs> Might as well give it all you got. Bro. <laughs> Might as well go to this Beyonce concert. <laughs> if we in the last days, you might as well spend your last coin on Beyonce. They ain't going to break my soul. <laughs> bro. So, <sighs> like, I've been having the worst luck in the world the last two three months so when i entered the raffle for the lottery i was like this shit, i know this shit ain't gonna fucking happen yeah. and so i was sitting here all lonely on what day was it the 19th it was the 22nd the night so the 18th i was just sitting on the couch uh watching some weird youtube stuff and and then my phone uh, alert went off. But I knew it wasn't nobody I was actually looking for. Because all those people have ringtones. So <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? And I looked down and it said, you have been chosen for pre-sale for the Beyonce tickets. And I was like, holy shit, nigga. 
holy shit. And then I was like, fuck, I'm broke as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even ball out the way I want to ball out. And I was like, I'm going to try to do it. I'm sure this shit ain't going to fucking work out like everything else in my fucking life. So the next day I was at work and I had told Jen about it. And she was like, so do you win like the lottery? I was like, no, you get entered to do pre-sale. And once you enter your code and they verify your beehive, then you can buy tickets. But I was like, if I don't get them, I'm not going to be upset. Yeah. But like, I was just, I was thinking I was not going to get them as soon as 12 o'clock hit. So I get into the app. And I start having issues, so I get out of the app and get in. And it says, you're in line behind 2,000 plus people. And I was like, well, <sighs> except defeat. I was like, I didn't lost enough sneakers to know what this is going to happen. <laughs> I know what time it is. That sneakers app has humbled me many a time. Yeah. So it started moving quick. It's like thousand people in front of you 735 535 and they get down to 100 i'm like oh shit and then it lets me in and i see tickets the first tickets i see are 50 dollars, and they're 50 dollars, but they're like they nosebleeds but i'm like if they're 50 dollar tickets there gotta be some some reasonable shit so I found a ticket that was within my price range that I felt comfortable with. And I uh I was I also realized that you could do Klarna on tickets. And I was like, yes, nigga. That's exactly what I need right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I put in my information and I'm like, oh look, sneak like I said, sneakers app has humbled me. To where I don't believe anything till it says purchase. Till it says got him. <laughs> that motherfucker uh, went through and it said your mobile ticket for Beyonce on this date. And I was like, nigga, I won. And I instantly started singing the Willy Wonka song for I Got a Golden Ticket. That's why like, I posted that shit on Twitter and Instagram because I was really singing that song. I never thought that I would climb over the moon and next to sea, standing around. And, 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 Let me see where my seats booty. are. I got a golden ticket. Yeah, I don't even have to wait on that. I got a message from Krista at like 10 o'clock in the morning. And she was like, she sent a gift of uh, Olivia Pope. <laughs> let, me, let me see what she said. Yeah, she sent me a gift. It said it's handled with Olivia Pope on the phone. So I said the looking eyes, <laughs> and I was like, "Bitch!" Then I was like, "How much? What? I, what do I owe you?" Because I was like, oh. "Fucking fees is some bullshit." Yeah. Hey, I'm in there though. I, like we said on the last episode that came out, I was just trying to get in the building. Hey, and we in that motherfucker. Hey, we at the ritual. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? Look at us! Look at us! Not me. <laughs> I cannot wait. And then I'm trying to remember how I text you. Because I had texted you the night before and told you that I had got the pre-sale. And then you said you you thought you had them. So I thought, all right, bet. I'm like, I only got to get one ticket then. So yeah, Monday at 131, I text Kim. Yo, <laughs> I got one. She was like, oh my fucking God. I'm like, nigga, I'm shocked. 
the prices were bad too. They weren't, and that's another thing. Like everybody was talking all of that shit about how Beyonce just making these tickets so unaffordable. She says that she cares about her people, but she's selling tickets for thousand dollars, twelve hundred dollars, fourteen hundred dollars. How can she care? That see, that's that demon possession. Blah blah. blah. I'm just like, bruh. It's clearly a difference between the pre-sales, bro. I saw hell of affordable options. Yeah, it's always been like that. Cause the highest tickets I saw weren't the tickets that they were saying with everything else. I think the most expensive ones were like obviously the VIP ones where you're like on the floor, but even those I think were right at a thousand. Is what I heard. Yeah, they were. But even that. It sounds ridiculous to say this because people, I mean, $1,000 is a lot of money to people. But for when you have like an experience but for floor seats at a Beyonce, at a, at a Beyonce experience, bro. at a Beyonce ritual. I know all the witches and warlocks in there. We going to be vibing to Renaissance because y'all niggas don't appreciate genius. You be, Listen, you better believe if I had $1,000, I'm. Oh, bet. I wish I if had. If I had an extra thousand, baby, it wouldn't be nothing. I know. We chilling on the floor with Beyonce. For me to be looking right here. And Beyonce right there. <laughs> Are you. What? <laughs> Is that even a question? Hell yeah, I'm going. That's the luckiest shit that's ever happened to me. I ain't, I'm being dead ass. No, me too. I, I never get that lucky. Me and, too. I was just waiting. I was just like. I don't even know if I got it right now. I'm just going to trust Jesus. Right. And then I had kind of just accepted, like, I'm going to have to miss out on this one. Me too. That's where I was. The biggest one that she's had so far. And it might, who knows? It might be her last one. Who knows? Yeah. And then I was just like, bro. <clears throat> a part of me also, I was like, I don't even know if I want to go. I, I was that defeated yeah. before. I was like, do I even want to go to this? Like, I, like that's not the most listened album I've ever listened to. Yeah, I started talking myself out. God said, No, you gonna see her. I did that too, like two weeks ago. I just kept thinking about it. And I was like, paying all these bills. I don't really had no three, four, five hundred extra laying around every month. Right. I'm like, bro. Am I going to go? Will I be able to eat? <laughs> like, how am I going to work this out? But the fact that Klarna was an option. And listen, a, Klarna, Klarna needs to be applied to everything in life that we have to pay for. You just got to pay your, pay your note. <laughs> Klarna will come through if you stay on top of your shit. Mm-hmm. And if you can really do that auto pay thing, you like, bro. That I mean, that's honestly the best way to do it. Whenever you making payments on something, is put it on auto pay. For me, also it worked because it ended up lining up with my pay schedule. <laughs> mm-hmm. That way, it was the easiest way. It's like, yeah, I got that. You're like, nigga, I gotta eat. <laughs> <laughs> Gas is expensive, but it's, yeah, it's slowly going back down. But it's gonna pick back up in the summer. Yeah, I can't trust it. And then uh, I was I told my mom, I was like, why is God doing this to me? <laughs> and she was like, it's not all bad. You got Beyonce tickets. And I was like, look at Patricia's coming through with the word. Has he not provided you Beyonce? Listen, you can't have a testimony without a test. <laughs> <laughs> you 
gotta keep the faith, my nigga. <laughs> Yo, that might be the, the most sued that, that we got a title. <laughs> That's it right there. I know. Hey, ain't, ain't nothing beat that. <laughs> Keep the faith. All right. B, I can't wait. I don't, I can't even, like, I've been to so many Beyonce shows already, but, like, I, you just never know what to expect with a Beyonce concert. Like, it's just. This is my first Beyonce concert. Oh, your mind finna be fucking blown. The only other big concert I've been to, like, this is Kanye Yeezus. Yeah. But for, for this one to be your first one? The one I love the most. Whew. This is like because Renaissance is my favorite Beyonce album. Your life is going to be changed, my nigga. I, listen, <laughs> after my first Beyonce concert, which was a uh, Mrs. Carter Show World Tour, also in Nashville, you just have like a different appreciation for her as an artist because, like, it's one thing to like see her performing, you know what I'm saying, and like music award shows and all these awards and do concerts for whatever on TV, but like to be there and to hear her vocals and to like see her band and bro. It's about to be crazy. Listen, your mind is finna, your wig cap is finna be blown the fuck off. (laughs) Hey, I told my sister, cause after I got my ticket, I was like, crap, I should have asked my sister that she want tickets. And I told her, she was like, nah, it's too expensive. I was like, nigga, you make yeah. four times what like, I make. You ought to be paying for mine. What you mean? And she was like, kids. I got kids. True. She was like, so what are you going to do? I was like, I'm going to try to faint like those people in those Michael Jackson videos. <laughs> like, she just going to get the full treatment. <laughs> I cannot fucking wait. And the thing, the thing about like her shows is... She she put so much time into literally remastering almost every song. So even when you're excited about your favorite song coming on, it's not going to be what you heard on the CD. It's not going to be any of the remixes you didn't heard. Like she always adds like some kind of new element to everything that just blows you away even more. Like every everything she does is unexpected. Yeah, I just can't. I can't wait. And then I wonder if she's gonna incorporate any of these other TikTok mashup remixes. I'm sure she is. Since she decided to go ahead and hop on "Cuff It Wetter," Bruh that that song goes so fucking hard. And then like her rapping at the end of it. Yeah, I'm like, bro, she on another level. Yeah, I'm. Ooh. I like this, like, for this album and then, like, the remixes for all the, like, Break My Soul remixes, she embraced collabing with, like, with lesser-known artists and DJs. Mm -hmm. It felt more authentic. I wonder if she's going to bring Big Frida. She got to. Is it going to be horses at this motherfucker? Like, (laughs) they're like, is Renee going to be there? (laughs) Because the horse on the cover, for people that don't know, the the hive has named her Renee. Renee. Yeah. 
I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Somebody posted a video of a picture. They were like, girl, they got Renee in here. It was like in a home goods store. It was just a horse. They were like, she got to work. She got to work. Get to the show. <laughs> like, niggas is wilding, bro. But yeah, I'm excited. Five months. I know. I got I got time. We got to get these fits off. I know. I got to be a bad bitch. Like, that's another part. That's another element of going to her shows is like, do I wear merch? Do I wear a theme? Yeah. Do I, like... And then plus, it's going to be in the middle of the summer. It's yeah, going to be hot as hell. It's going to be hot as hell. Nashville, middle of the summer. I'm definitely wearing a cowboy hat and some cowboy boots. <laughs> Daisy Dukes. Just got to figure out the t-shirt. That's that. Those are the elements that are coming along with me. <laughs> Might even give me a little honey blonde wig. No, we'll see. Kim. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe some braids. I don't know. We'll see. Hey, dude, that as dope as that. <laughs> but I'm going to look fly. <laughs> go, go ahead and get you a wig. <laughs> we just go in this, like, I am also a bad bitch. <laughs> look, I'm... <laughs> I'm going to go to this concert completely different from everything else in the world. Like, nobody will ever see pictures of me. I'm going to be walking up there like, Juice, like, fuck. <laughs> That's the other thing. I was expecting some homophobic asshole to say something about me being excited for Beyonce tickets, but it's like, nah, nigga. It's a well-known thing now that it's a, a large segment of straight men that are part of the hive. Anybody of any sexual orientation race creed whatever gender right should be excited to see beyonce live we are all witness <laughs> to greatness the fits i wonder what fits she finna bring out she finna be naked i already know yeah <laughs> the way she been naked in this on this album cover and shit she finna right. be naked it's finna be glitter and boobies. And them titties is going to be titties. Titties will be in your city. <laughs> <laughs> Who she don't gonna, like she titties, have bro? Some sparkly cowboy boots with the sparkly hat. Just, uh, just want to thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the head of my well, life? Because <laughs> without you, I wouldn't have had these friends. <laughs> In place to go ahead and get this ticket for me. That's, listen, that's a friend. Somebody that reach out and be like, hey, I'm in here. Right. I'm holding it down for both of us. Is you like, ready? Right. Even if you're not ready, I got us. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Very. I'm very appreciative. The, my friend that did that for me for the Kanye concert is no longer my friend. <laughs> but he paid for my Kanye tickets. The what? whole beat, yeah. I never told you that. No. Yeah, he he paid them paid for them for my birthday. Oh, that's sweet. And now y'all are friends. Yep. I bought him a Confederate flag Kanye shirt too. Then <laughs> I've also never told anybody that. But I was like, oh, hey, this man. my nigga, bro. I ain't even seen. But yeah, guys, y'all hear a fan in the background? Y'all just gonna have to excuse it. It's hot as fuck in here. <laughs> Um, so speaking of other, uh, big names, we didn't get time to talk about the Super Bowl with one Robin Rihanna Fenty. Oh, yeah. 
She's prego. Yes, big prego. Real quick. <laughs> now, the funniest thing in the world is everybody in the world experiencing something at the exact same time. Yeah. And people were blowing up like, yo, is she pregnant? Yeah, literally, that was the question. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't no, everybody was asking. I was getting texts, calls, DMs. It was like, everybody was asking. It was like, bro, I've only seen women who are pregnant hold their stomach that way. Yeah. That's the international, yeah, it's a baby in this motherfucker. I mean, but she also put it out there for us to see, like, the way her jumper was situated. Yeah. It was literally, like, belly forward. They said uh, part of her wardrobe was inspired by uh, Andrew. Andre um, Leontelli. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then when they showed, like, the pictures back, I was like, oh, that shit dope as fuck. But, uh... So, it's the fact that she got one over on us this time. I know. She said it was a surprise guest. Nobody was thinking, ooh, a baby. Like, nobody had thought about the fact that we hadn't really seen her full body since she had her baby. And since they announced that she was going to be doing the Super Bowl, we just, you know, understood that she was getting prepared. But nobody was expecting. Nobody knew. That's so crazy. She pulled a Beyonce on us. Yeah. Uh, hey, a baby reveal at the Super Bowl is the most baller shit in the world. Bro. That's some Rihanna shit. Bro. And then she still performed very yeah. well. Yeah. And then I saw some weirdos. It's this one nigga. I ended up blocking him because he's a member of the Hive or whatever. And he put up a video of when Beyonce performed when she was pregnant with the twins with the, the chair that went back. Mm -hmm. He's like, this is a performance. He's like, you lame ass nigga. Don't pit fucking women against each other when they're both pregnant. They're not competing with each other. It doesn't matter. And they've been doing that with Brianna and Beyonce for so long now anyway. And it's also just weird as somebody who can't have children or can't. Yeah. It's like, bro, don't talk uh -uh. <clears throat> don't talk about no pregnant women. That's ugly. That is really disgusting. Yeah. She was brave enough to even show us because she could have did some smoke and mirrors on us. That how being on them yeah. things as a <laughs> hey I respect, as a non-pregnant hey, woman as a non-pregnant man my heart was racing <laughs> nigga I was like ooh protect the baby green protect the baby <laughs> I hope she's strapped in there I'm worried like that's what I was worried I was like alright this is dope but be careful be careful you knew she was gonna be careful but it was just like damn this is dope as fuck you so, could you could tell she was trying to be careful though. Like, yeah, with her dance move, she wasn't. Her choreography was not over the top. Mm -mm. So she put she. I I respect her. Um, she's so cute, pregnant. She really is. Uh, she like bro. Say what you will about ASAP Rocky. To have a gorgeous woman look happy while she is pregnant. That mean that nigga gotta be doing something right. Cause it's a look. Whatever fucked up shit he did in the past, he is redeeming himself today. He, he is fully in love with that woman. Yeah. You see it all over his face. Anytime anybody asks him about yeah, her, just cheesy. <laughs> like, we love to see it. Like, yeah, he was a fuckboy back in the day, but now it's like, okay, you you grown, you got a family, you committed to this woman, and you doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, like, that, like that's how you do it. That's how that is redemption right there. You supporting your woman on the biggest stage in the world, having your picture up like a groupie. That 
he happily be in the background yes of her stardom and that's where we get (laughs) to the first fucked up thing we got to talk about today (sighs) it is a lot of bitter ass niggas out here and by niggas I mean black men oh yeah they are convinced that the way ASAP is handling all of this is part of the bigger plan to emasculate men. Okay, I haven't seen that. Ooh. Lucky soul. <laughs> I've been I've been seeing this whole emasculate term being thrown around okay. with them in context, but I did not know the details of what was going on. I thought that they were trying to say that like she was emasculating him because basically because of her stardom and being as big as she is and so the main thing that happened <clears throat> was so she got the cover of British Vogue mm-hmm. and on the cover is her beautiful ass walking on the beach holding uh, ASAP's hand and ASAP's holding the baby mm-hmm. kissing his baby because his, his child right because you know that's his child with a woman he loves that he made the baby with yeah so also th- fair warning this is a tweet from South African Twitter which if you're not on nigga Twitter you don't understand that South African Twitter is like the most toxic of toxic oh I can believe it it's all old school just views and just like every now and then if you look on Twitter and you see some really wild shit on a tweet that's either like super religious or something it's gonna come from two places Nigeria or South Africa hmm. and it always holds up you like this is some wild shit go look at the location South Africa <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is in the water in South Africa but them niggas is bugging but alright so this is from some nigga on Twitter <laughs> This also has 61.1 million views and has uh, 3,000 retweets, 12,000 quote tweets. The emasculation of men continues. You can already tell who the man is in this relationship. That dude is about to be a proud mother of two. And this gave rise to some of the greatest quote tweets of all time. One of them fellas is it gay to uh, get Rihanna pregnant <laughs> because he's holding his baby while walking behind his girl holding their child I have literally seen niggas do that in real life a lot of times <clears throat> papa is holding the baby mama might be in front sometimes papa holding the baby he's in front People don't understand that. Look, I'm a single person. Don't get me wrong. I don't have children. But I know enough that that's a collect. That's the ultimate group project. You could be them bum ass niggas that's not involved in your kid's life, but you're going to be a bum ass nigga. That just falls in line with um, gender roles, I believe. Like. Why why is it that y'all expect that a woman is supposed to carry this child 
and then be the one in public all the time physically carrying the child or always the one giving the care to the child when you are the committed father in the relationship why would you not be expected to care for the child in the same way that the mother does that you would want to be a better parent than what you had or you would be happy to see someone else having that better parent in their lives what is it that angers y'all so much to see a child that is not yours being taken care of like this by their father is it jealousy i think it's partially jealousy but i also think it's i do think some people strive to be an active and present parent in their kid's life that people that may have grew up without uh a father or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes people only expect to do the bare minimum and still get to be father of the year. It's like, no, bro, you got to be there for your woman. Like, did you see the Natari Naughton uh, Breakfast Club interview? Mm-mm. Like, she's pregnant too. And she was glowing. And I'm like, this gorgeous-ass black woman is clearly in love and feels supported by her nigga. I'm like, bro, that's that's the goal, bro. Fuck all this other shit. I'm trying to have a gorgeous black woman carrying my child that, that is totally comfortable. That my fucked-up ass is going to be the father of her, <laughs> her child. Like, it shouldn't be hard when you are... When your intent is to care for the child and love the child. Yeah. Like, being there for the woman that's bringing your child into this world sounds like the most magical shit in the world. And why wouldn't you want to do everything to make her life as simple as possible? But these niggas don't be thinking like that. They just like, oh, she won't let him lead. What the fuck are y'all talking about, bro? Plus... Who's to say whether or not he's leading? And then plus... We don't know the ins and outs of their relationship. She's a billionaire, bro. <laughs> like, let's like let's not forget that part. That is a big part of this conversation. She ain't just no normal chick. She is one of the... You know how rare it is to be black and a billionaire? Let alone a black woman? Billionaire? That's fine as hell. And gets to pretty much do whatever the fuck she wants to do. That's aspirational as fuck. And you mean to tell me that you think that she's supposed to let some nigga come into her life? After she made a billion dollars? And take over all of that? Just because he a nigga? Or is she supposed to find somebody that can help their family by being a present and active father in her children's life? That, like, what... What is wrong with y'all? I just want to know how many niggas really think that they could be with Rihanna. <laughs> how many of y'all would expect that y'all wouldn't be doing the same thing ASAP Rocky is doing? Right. With Rihanna. First of all, you don't have a chance in hell with Rihanna. No. Second of all, even if you did, don't you think you would be doing everything you could to help her out, be there for her? 
This is the mother <laughs> of your fucking children. ASAP Rocky in his in himself is a legend. Is iconic. But that's fucking Rihanna. ASAP couldn't have done the fucking Super Bowl. No. <laughs> and I fucking love ASAP. Yeah. ASAP is one of my favorite rappers ever. It ain't no way they would have had his black ass on the fucking Super Bowl. Mm-mm. The only chance he had to get on the Super Bowl was, was the other Rihanna night. Put him, <laughs> was if Rihanna put him up there with her. <laughs> that was the only time that could have ever uh, happened. And she didn't. <laughs> so. But y'all mad that she, she clearly wanted to have the father of her children on that magazine. It was an interview about Rihanna. And her baby, who we don't know the name of, which is dope, that we don't know that nigga's name, but we just know, oh, that's the Rihanna kid. Because mm-hmm. che- he's so fucking cute. He looks just like her. Uh-huh. And then he's got the little fat rose. Like, oh my same God. forehead, same nose. That picture where he's in the car seat laughing just like her is the funniest picture I've ever seen. Like, he's just like... <laughs> Like, that's baby Re. And y'all mad that ASAP want to hold his cute ass kid that look like the woman he loved. You bastards. Make it make <laughs> sense. Like, what are y'all mad at? And then, along with that emasculation thing, niggas is also mad that Jonathan Majors was on the cover of Ebony. Uh, and one of them, like, with his shirt off with roses. Then another cover he's wearing. Oh, yeah, I saw that. The Valentine's Day spread. Yeah, he's wearing that pink uh, shirt. And then, like Kevin Stage said, the, uh, it looks like a onesie. Like, he didn't realize the boots were separate from <laughs> the, <laughs> the actual pants. He said, he's like, how the fuck? Did he, he said, how the fuck? He was like, how did he do that? How did he get in those? <laughs> Kevin's <is> stupid. <laughs> but niggas were acting like. I, I hate when I, when you argue with, especially niggas that's in their 20s, 30s, and 40s about men are soft now. And then you're like, nigga, nah. Niggas, like, look at pictures of people in the 70s. Nah, men are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Men are, we are learning about all the fucked up ways of our past generations and we just out here trying to do better. Yes, on all fronts. But when it comes to this fashion shit, niggas have always been provocative. Men have always... The founding fathers were white dudes with wigs on. <laughs> and tights. Right. Them <laughs> <laughs> niggas used to wear white tights. That Literal like, whitey tighties. That sounds like a fucking ball. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Honey. <laughs> yeah. Like, they wear powdered wigs and makeup... And motherfuckers talking about, nah, niggas is soft now. Have you seen what the Commodores and them used to be wearing? Prince? With the OJs, Prince, Michael Jackson. The difference is gangster rap. Yeah. Gangster rap came out and made this hyper-masculine image of a black man without none of the frills of being a bad bitch also that the 70s had. Even though all the music was influenced by 70s black exploitation movies where niggas is getting out wearing capes and fucking uh, canes and shit. Mm-hmm. Hair laid to the 
to thousands. Pressed down. Right. <laughs> Gold everywhere in they uh in they titty hair and everything. <laughs> Gold wherever you could put it. Right. Teeth, neck, fingers, belt, <laughs> boots. <laughs> Ears. It don't matter. It's got gold in it. Sunglasses. A nigga like me gonna shine. Man, I wish I could experience 70s blackness just once. All gold, everything. Just just the funk that was there. You just know it was like, yeah. But anyway, uh, the hyper-masculine image of gangster rap made it to where what hard was was based on stupid things and it's just hyper masculinity that at no point in history we have ever actually lived up to then skinny jeans come out them niggas start wearing uh hot pink and everything now hood niggas are the only niggas wearing uh skinny jeans these are facts the game changes the game is always changing it, but these hotep ass niggas be acting like it's the end. Like it's just this. Uh, what is it? The, the gay agenda, as they say. I'm just tired of niggas trying to make a whole argument over something that they just disagree with. Right. Just like you don't got to do it, but do you got to be mad at it and put people down and make whole think pieces about? who these niggas are and how they soft and this that and the third just do you and go on about your business right quit complaining these, these people ain't hurting nobody right and which is an ancient African American proverb <laughs> they ain't hurt nobody the easiest way to make a black person mad is to pick on somebody who is a little weird but they don't be harming nobody you know they like, yeah they different but you know they, that's just them don't start none, won't be none. Right. Niggas get behind a fucking keyboard and start acting like fucking DJ academics. That's why them niggas be fucking following academics. It's like them bitch ass niggas. I'm tired of niggas. I'm also realizing how old I am. Defund niggas. Defund niggas. <laughs> Our last episode of Black History Month is defund niggas. <laughs> but yeah, I just, the older I get, the more I realize how different we were raised and socialized. Mm -hmm. Not even to where it's like, I feel like I'm better than these new niggas. It's not that. It's just, I really, we, we see the two generations under us now. We're parents' age, even though we ain't got no kids yet. Yeah. So we looking at these babies like they are babies because they could be our babies. Ooh, that's insane to think about. Ooh, yikes. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Nigga, we 34. We could have like a 16-year-old and it, like, it wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world. Yeah. That's insane, bro. <laughs> what the fuck yuck <laughs> my parents were almost done with kids by the time I was I'm the age I am now yeah my mom became a grandma at 38 damn yeah I ain't even had a baby yet <laughs> this shit is wild bro 
My oldest nephew is 18 fucking years old. Yeah. And he was born when I was in high school. He literally could be my fucking kid. Damn, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> gave me the willies. <laughs> Ooh, we. Yeah, I'm glad that didn't happen to me, honey. I don't. Oh, uh, no. I'm glad I beat the uh, the teen parent allegations. I don't think I would have made it out. I don't think. Uh-uh. I, ooh. Actually, at no point in my life before 30 do I feel like I would have been a, a good parent. Yeah, same. I could have done it, but I would have messed my kids up. It wouldn't have been good, yeah. Maybe at 28, 29, I might have. Because it was a brief period where I had my shit all the way together. Mm-hmm. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> That was the prize fight. If I was going to have a kid before now, that was the time. Them brief moments. Hey, 28, 29. When we first started this podcast, yeah, yeah. we could have probably, like, I could have had a kid around that time and I, it wouldn't have been the worst thing to happen. True. But, God damn it, I'm glad that shit didn't happen with the last five years the way it happened. To add a baby into the mix of all the bullshit we done been through since we started this. I'll be in here on the flow. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, the world's falling apart. <laughs> the world's falling apart and I got this little nigga to take I care know. of. Nah. nah. Not gonna be able to do it. Get somebody else to do it. <laughs> <laughs> what my dumb ass did was I got a dog in that period of my life. Which is yeah, I got Cooper at the right time. But yeah. Ooh, especially now, I can't ha- imagine having a kid right now in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. I gotta, I gotta get some shit together before. Like, once you get to a certain age, you'd be like, I can't just bring a kid into this situation. Craziness. I, w- I, I want to have a healthy life for me and my family. I don't want to just bring a kid in to, to just do it. Mm-hmm. In your 20s, shit happens. It just happens. In your 30s, you're like, nah, nigga, I can't just let shit just happen. Let's think this out a little (laughs) bit. (laughs) Let's dial it back. (laughs) Nigga, I was scared to buy Beyonce tickets because I thought I wouldn't be able to eat. You can't bring no baby into a mix like that. Like, bro, uh, the baby's got to eat. I mean, these Beyonce tickets are... Is really important. Now you at the concert and people looking at you like, "Where is your kid?" Right? How you how you made this happen? You can't do it the way that our parents used to do it. Leave you with somebody that was like ten years old. Like, no, they burn the house now. What a time, bro. Yeah, when you making decisions on if you gonna eat or if you gonna put gas in your car, you don't you don't bring a bit a baby into this world. Yeah. This is not the time to be going raw. You better use that money you got for condoms. <laughs> or sit your ass down somewhere. Right. Look, because it's only safe sex. Because you don't want that latex. <laughs> that I'm latex. Come on, Lil Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's giving all the black proverbs today. the last one it's the last black history like like this whole month of black history been wild as fuck niggas has been wilding we losing icons r.i.p dave from uh de la soul oh wow yeah he died day of the super bowl actually i didn't know that 
and then their uh their whole entire catalog is going on streaming March the third for the first time ever. Because before Tommy Boy, they had never made any money off the residuals from those first three four albums. Mm-hmm. So they finally got their rights back, and then Dave dies a month before. And it's like, damn, that shit ain't. They were about crazy how that shit be happening. They were about to get their full flowers from a whole new generation. Yeah, because it's kids that have never listened to De La Soul because Mm -hmm. they've had Apple Music since they were children. And then plus, this is the fiftieth anniversary of hip hop. How we hip hop sneaker ball? Everybody loves a sneaker ball. Uh, Martin Luther King uh, Elementary. They're doing a sneaker ball. Oh, I was like, that's so cute. That is cute. Like, bro, I, I want kids. Like, I ain't even gonna front. <laughs> I ain't one of the millennials, but no, nah, I want kids. I definitely want children. Yeah. If I got to be an old ass fucking parent, though, this is what's gonna have to be. Cause I look. I mean, at this point, it ain't no other option. <laughs> If we're going to be parents anytime after this, we're going to be old-ass parents. Also, being a parent is a choice. True. And I don't think people really understand, like, yeah, it's a real-life choice. Especially when you get to a certain age. Mm-hmm. It's like, nah, I'm going to see if I'm going to go through with this. Because you ain't just... You ain't as reckless as you were when you were younger. Mm-hmm. When you were younger, some shit happened. You decide what you were going to do. It was a decision then, but... Yeah, but it wasn't pre... Yeah, it wasn't... You weren't out here moving a certain way knowing... To we, set up for that, yeah. We know the consequences of, like, what can happen. Mm-hmm. Good or bad. But, yeah, I just... <sighs> yeah. I want babies though. Yeah. It was this little girl. She came into our office today. She had to have been about two and a half. This pretty little dark skinned girl. And she kept looking at me. And I was like, man, it'd be dope to have a little fucking kid. A little chocolate drop. I know. It's like, yeah. And then her granddaddy was like, she is staring at you the whole time. I'm like, yeah, just, that's what kids do. <laughs> kids love me, bro. Like, they be thinking I'm just a big kid too. They like, he ain't got no facial hair. <laughs> how, how old is he? What eight? <laughs> Twelve at most. Right. He must. He must be in high school. <laughs> when you're a kid, you think high school niggas is the oldest niggas in the world. <laughs> Whoa, he could try. We really did. We really did think high schoolers were grown as fuck. Right. That's crazy. It's because we were watching Save by the Bell and all that shit. Them niggas is in their 20s playing children. You get to high school, like, that's some fucking bullshit. <laughs> this is not the same. Like, nah, them niggas lied to me. Bro, yeah, them, these babies be looking at me like, look at this big 13 year old. Like, baby, I'm grown. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, like, that little girl, she was so pretty, and she was just looking up. I was like, this is dope mm-hmm. as fuck, bro. And, and I did at the same time, I'm like, these kids is also bad as fuck. <laughs> I'm like, the last couple kids I've interacted with, she was the best behaved of them. Yeah. Well, other niggas is terrorists. <laughs> I when I so I had a bartender baby shower 
I know, sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Anywho. <laughs> so it was a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it sounded even crazy. <laughs> it was um. It was a post-baby shower. So, apparently they didn't get to have like a full-blown shower before the baby was born. <coughs> so, they decided to have a one-year thing That's cute. in place of a baby shower. So, it was basically like the baby's first party, but more so for adults just to come and like celebrate this couple because they were also like newly engaged and blah, blah, blah. So, it was just kind of like one big like celebratory thing but they called it a shower anyway you this little girl was running rampant all over this damn venue i'm talking about popping balloons like just doing everything under the sun and her mama was unbothered and i was like i just kept looking at the little girl and back at the mama and at the little girl and back at the mama and after the little girl and back at the mama, just waiting on the mama to say something. Her mama never said anything. I hate when they act like they don't see they badass kid running around. At least chastise the fucking kid. It was a couple of parents that was looking around like, nigga. <laughs> if you don't get this little rascal and sit her down. Like she was, the, she was going up. She was throwing the balloons into the food she was going up to the food table touching shit uh-uh. she came over to me trying to touch on the cups and the drinks and i was like hold up baby girl <laughs> first of all this ain't nothing you need to be touching on <laughs> second of all go to your mama i love that i can i know how to chastise a kid without being disrespectful where the parents would be like no little one don't do that. Now, I was sweet to her. I wasn't really, like, chastising at all. I just kept asking, like, yeah. what are you doing? No, I'm saying, that's how you, that's how you do it, yeah. like, to where you don't step on nobody's yeah, toes. Yeah, yeah. you like, hey, hey, baby girl, don't touch that. <laughs> I kept every time she came to the table, I'd be like, what you doing? What you doing? Little one, what are you doing? <laughs> but when I tell you her mama was just sitting there, she would look over every now and then and still just go on about her business. And I'm just like, bro. I don't know what's going on at home, but we out in public now. And whatever's going on at home, we can see. Do black women not give the speech? They do words to kids. I know one black woman that do. I overheard her doing it. I was like, God damn it. She she also. <laughs> this lady was unbothered from the time they got there to the time they left. And even, even at the end, this is how I knew something was wrong. Because even at the end, when we were wrapping up, I don't know who this is calling me. Um, even at the end, when we were wrapping up, the mom was just standing around while everybody was literally like pulling tablecloths off of tables, like literally packing things away. The mama was still just standing there, letting her daughter play and shit. And I'm just like, what do you what do you leave like right everybody's leaving the cleaning crew is here getting shit together why are y'all still here especially when you have a built-in excuse that yeah, i gotta take the baby home they tired go right. that's probably why she stayed she didn't she didn't want to deal with the baby at home she was yeah. probably trying to get her tired <laughs> she gonna sleep good tonight <laughs> <laughs> 
These are get her tired we, so she can fall asleep in the car. We are we really using all the African American proverbs. <laughs> oh, I know she gonna sleep good tonight. <laughs> but yeah, I be like, I be seeing situations like that, and then I be seeing the situations of little sweet kids, and I'm just like, I I never picture my life not having a baby at some point. But I ain't, I mean, I'm gonna be in that nigga's life. It's the pregnancy part for me. I know. But that's also why, like, for me as a man, I can't relate to that. So my goal is just if I ever have a woman pregnant, just make sure her life is perfect and she feels comfortable bringing my child into this world. Mm-hmm. I ain't no shit to sneeze at. With these niggas, he she should let him lead. Well, he should be the one getting pregnant then. Right, <laughs> he should open his legs. <laughs> Speaking of pregnant, do you know that people are having so much to say about the brat being pregnant and I how she that. never fully came out, and they're confused about what's going on. I'm like, at the end of the day, she's a woman. So right, her, her getting pregnant is like should not be blowing y'all's caps back like this. They. People, yeah, I've noticed people are handling it really weird, which is weird for multiple reasons. One, the brat don't bother nobody. <laughs> she doesn't, and even even if she is, I'm not even going to say masculine presenting because I can't even say that because the brat has been known to dress up and wear makeup. Yeah, and you know what I'm saying, like the brat is cute as fuck. Yeah, like even like. She always been cute as fuck. And yeah. Cause and then the whole what do you like vibe I mean era when she was wearing feminine more feminine clothing. And she was looking fine as hell. Everybody just everybody's got something to say about every damn thing and I'm sick of it. I know. Just let people live their fucking life, man. We Everybody got too much going on to be so concerned about what these celebrities is doing. And then plus, she is 48. I'm just hoping she has a healthy pregnancy. She looks happy as hell with her wife. And then plus, does she really have to come out of the closet for you niggas? It's just like Queen Latifah. We know. We knew. And it's always been cool with us. It's always been speculated. Like, y'all shouldn't even be acting surprised. And why do people care about people's sexuality? That's the real question. That is the real question. Like, why does it matter? It's just like when people get mad when they're like, oh, I can't believe she's gay. I, 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 I won't ever have a shot. You idiot. I literally think it is solely to have something to talk about. I think that's it. I, Niggas don't got enough shit to talk about, apparently. If we say that on this podcast. <laughs> Why are we talking about shit? I know. No, these niggas got it <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> but no, we're experts on this way. <laughs> but no, uh, I have noticed how people have been acting weird with the brat. And she was so cute pregnant. And she was on uh, Sherry Shepard's show mm-hmm. saying that she was in her uh, second semester. Semester. It was like, oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but Sherry was so excited for them. It was so cute. Yeah. Bro, I'm, look, he 
anytime somebody is bringing a life in this world, I'm excited for them. These are two healthy adults that look like they have a healthy relationship. They look like they can't do nothing but raise a child in a healthy environment. Like, why does it matter what they have going on sexually? Right. Especially when they're going to be the only ones raising the kid. It's a, I don't like the whole wave of uh, homophobia and transphobia that's going on right now. It really is bothering me. It's getting old. It's old. Bro, it's like they try to like now people just substitute woke to mean if they're black, if they're brown, if they're queer, if they're uh, liberal and just make this hodgepodge of like this is the enemy. Yeah. And it's like, bro, chill the fuck out. Y'all, like, people are redoing arguments that they were making when we were kids, talking about, like, bans on trans people in the army. And, like, uh, it's just a lot of shit. I'm just tired of, like, this new conservative movement. Because I don't feel like it's a true conservative movement. It's fake. It's shock shit. It's just like, oh, this. This teacher has purple hair and she, I mean, they're non-binary and they're teaching their kids, they're grooming them. It's like, no, shut the fuck up. Y'all be misusing the fuck out of the word groom. Groom and woke. I wish these motherfuckers had never fucking heard. Sydney Carter. Yes. And this little TikTok that I saw. Good old Sid Carter. Okay, so I got two videos. One of them is just <laughs> this one dude that is like co- professing his love for Sydney Carter, which if y'all didn't know, Sydney Carter is the women's basketball coach at Texas. She's one of them. She's the player. I mean, she's over player development. Um, so this first with this dude, he cracked me up just gonna keep it a million i've never seen a woman this gorgeous like i saw you online and i don't know your status i don't know what you got going on i know you coaching at the university of texas horns up i'm a gator fan but i'm saying for you horns up um i got i got great credit you know what i'm saying i'm in the high 700s right now i own all my vehicles got a nice little property in naples florida um got two kids i don't really know if you like kids but if you don't even like kids they ain't even got to be around us like that they old enough to take care of themselves you ain't got to check you ain't got to change no diaper no nothing i know you from texas so you probably got like a little accent with you and stuff like that i've went through every single picture you've ever posted online <laughs> even the ones you didn't post online i'm a huge fan i would buy floor seats to the next texas longhorn game i would get season tickets from florida i take that trip spirit airlines ain't even that much money when you want to fly to florida i'm gonna put you on the delta though i don't know if you're gonna be in the Ooh, front you might be a little bit delta, delta kind of high american airlines do great too um my mama a praying woman. She gonna pray for you when you ever get sick and stuff. You gonna get on the phone. We'll send you a case of ginger ale with some saltine crackers because you know how black people like the um, baby. You, I don't want to call you baby because I don't want to disrespect you and I don't want to demean you and I don't want to objectify you. I hope you don't feel objectified with this video. I just I seen you and I fight like this. Everybody, I'm telling you right now, Sydney. My name is Josh Prayer. And uh, I'm a little chubby. Body fat percentage is a little high, but you can 
help me work on that. We can jog in the morning <laughs> together while you talk about what happened at the game last night. Damn, you fine, man. Anyway, so if y'all didn't know, Cindy Carter be getting these fits off. Yes. She's young, beautiful. Former WNBA player. Great at what she does. But she shows up to these games fitted the fuck down in skinny ass, high ass heels. And be out there. Hey. Stomping hard. Stunt. Like she in tennis shoes. Right. It's just something about it. It's just. It's a grace in the way of a what like a woman be rocking fits that you like yo that shit dope as fuck especially in this kind of environment like a female coach environment right niggas hate ballers these days <laughs> but so on the other side of that there's been a lot of people talking shit about her outfits yeah older people I'll say boomer age. That are saying that her outfits are inappropriate, they're too fitted, they're more suitable for club attire, yada, yada, yada. They don't think that what she wears should be coached in, especially since she's in a male-dominated field. And So I'm just like, so what, is she supposed to dress like a man? Especially, it's women's sports. How is it a male-dominated field? So let's, let's get to that video. This beautiful young woman is Sydney Carter, the women's basketball coach for Texas A&M University. Now, as you can see, Sydney serves looks at each and every game. So some random elder took a break from yelling at his kids about the thermostat to ask Facebook if Sydney's attire was inappropriate for a basketball coach. The post has now gone viral and the baby boomers are showing their repressed asses in them comments. They're saying she looks like she's going to the club because nothing says Magic City like a turtleneck and some ankle length pants. They're also saying that this woman should be fined for her outfit and that she's a poor representation for black women in male dominated careers. First of all, there's nothing distasteful about this outfit. She's not even showing any skin. And I find it disturbing that people see a young black woman in a senior position in sports, something that's a rarity in that industry. And rather than congratulating her, we're shaming her based on misogynoir and respectability politics. This beautiful young woman is Sydney Carter. So, yeah. Um. Uh, oh, my bad. Uh, get closer to mic. I see I see a lot of this, but not just like this specifically, but it's like a it's like a jealousy and a hate from older people that they project on to younger generations whenever they are doing anything for the community or just in the spotlight for doing anything good or uplifting or just doing well for themselves. It's always a yeah, but she don't need to look like this. And yeah, she might be doing this, but she could be doing it like this. Or And it's just like, why are so many older people so bitter towards young people just doing well for themselves? Especially women. Especially women. women and especially black women. Why? Like... One of the most oppressed groups on earth. 
they beat the odds, succeed, and y'all still want to tear them down, still have something to say, still find something to nitpick about. And if it wasn't going to be your outfits, it was going to be your hair. If it wasn't going to be your hair, it was going to be your nails. If it wasn't going to be none of that, it was going to be... She ain't got pantyhose on. <laughs> how she speaks or... <laughs> You got to get it. Like, all right, we were raised by black boomers. Respectability politics is how they think of their success in America. All this stuff, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to be assimilated to white people to get close to these boardrooms. Then you retire and you can live a happy life. It's not quite the uh, the slave dream that was sold to our ancestors. Be like, you'll get your reward in heaven. Black boomers think you'll get your reward in an older age. That's not guaranteed. So when you buck the system that they were successful in, they think of it as you're being disrespectful or not knowing. Looking at you like you're a child. Yeah, like you didn't put in enough work or you don't deserve. Y'all just think everything this easy. Yet, or you shouldn't be this comfortable dressing this way when you just starting and you have... And that's not none of her outfits gave club at all. At all, she's always covered. She might wear things that are form fitting, but I don't think that that should be offensive. That's a problem. That's a personal problem with the people, right? Who are criticizing it, not her, right? Body or nobody, and she's serving body every day, every time, all the time. Body or nobody. Nothing that she puts on is disrespectful or distasteful or inappropriate to be on the sidelines coaching basketball. Like, what do y'all want women to do? What do you what would you have her wear since this is just so inappropriate? They don't care. They just want to talk shit. She be in suits. She be in dresses. She be in pants and tops. They acting like she's showing up in mini skirts and shorts right. and she out here dressed like low a, cut like body a suits. And, yeah, like <laughs> mesh. Like, come on, bro. Right. Y'all just y'all are the ones that have a problem with it because I, I I just feel like it's jealousy because it's not you because you weren't able to be in this position at this age doing what she's doing. But it's just it's so much like black divide still and if it's not between men and women it's always between generations that's another thing I've noticed on TikTok and there's been conversations about this going back to the Vaughn days of like King Bach doesn't that seem like these new niggas is doing a lot of menstrually type shit (laughs) yeah like some Grinning and skinning, mm-hmm. uh, tap dancing, stepping, fetching bullshit. Mm-hmm. That nigga who be on TikTok, uh, salivating over chicken and shit. That's that's some shit that need to be talked about, bruh. You be massaging down the salmon fillets and shit, <laughs> and it be nothing but. Auntie age women in the comments. Oh no! T- like it's it gets wilder than it. Like I'm when I say menstrual show shit, this is uh official Luddy gang. 
No, I have not seen that. <laughs> it is giving Jigaboo. And then you got uh, Groove and Gorilla. Or Big Groove, as they now call him. And then you got this nigga. <laughs> eating watermelon. What? Are people entertained by this shit? I've only seen white people. And it's giving. It's giving cool. It's giving what it's giving. And then. <laughs> he collabed with uh, Groovy Gorilla. <laughs> Notice everybody around them. Yeah, this is very much we going down to the city hall to watch these niggas perform for us. Right. Let's go put all our stuff and put a nigga. To watch these niggas make a fool out of themselves. No. Like all that shit. Hey, bruh. Take that monkey shit off. You embarrassing us. I swear to God. (laughs) Bro. Look. So Cardi B got on IG because people were trying to ban Groovin' Gorilla off TikTok. Mostly because they just hate that nigga and then also they feel like he be cooning. He do. He do. <laughs> That's most definitely what it is. And then so Cardi got on IG and was like, why don't we, why is there no crabs in the barrel stuff? Like, Logan Paul and Jake Paul were doing cringeworthy stuff and was lame, but now they're multi-millionaires. And then it's like, I usually agree with Cardi 90% of the time. Cardi is a democratic socialist legend. She's very well aware of society. But I think she has a blind spot in this era. I mean, this part. Not saying this as uh, light-skinned people or mixed race people cannot experience uh, discrimination or anything. But I will say, as a dark-skinned black man who has red lips or or did before I started smoking, Mm -hmm. there are certain things I would not do because of stereotypes like that. Dancing for chicken and shit. Yeah. grinning up for white people all that shit no because there is a long history of people that painted their faces to look like their skin color is mine doing all this coon shit that you ain't never gonna see me do mm-hmm. I don't think light skinned people understand that Yeah, it's a very real thing to me mm-hmm. seeing growing up seeing older people stuff where you see literal blackface on things or picking any stuff and people not not black people oh, that looks like you huh? yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, that shit ain't funny. No. And doing this shit modern, for the audience that they doing this shit, that is some diabolical coonery. And that is some ugly shit. And y'all playing with some dark shit. And when real niggas come at y'all, you can't be doing that shit of, y'all just don't understand, y'all just hating. No, nigga, you playing with some bullshit. I don't play with no shit like that. You shouldn't play with no shit like that. They hung your fucking ancestors because of shit like this. Like, y'all are literally at this restaurant performing. Jumping and jiving for fucking chicken. Performative eating and dancing at a restaurant. And now little black kids are going to have to go to school with racists. Using that to compare them the same way they talked about their ancestors. I'm, I ain't going to say what I was about to say. That shit is so cringy. That's beyond cringe. Like, bro, y'all playing with some evil shit. Like, I wish everybody had to watch the Spike Lee genius movie Bamboozled. Where he brings the idea of making a show so offensive that it would cause shame. Mm -hmm. So he literally brings back blackface for modern TV, but the white audiences eat it up. Mm -hmm. Y'all, at the end of that movie, has like a four minute montage of blackface and blackface cartoons. And I remember the first time I watched it. And I was just hit by so many of the images that, like, just show wretchedness and anti-blackness. And those people were making fun of people that had the same skin color as me. Same shade. In the summer when I would be out in the sun and I'd be dark as shit just because I'm just a dark-skinned boy. Like, it, y'all don't understand this shit y'all playing with. No, I think they fully understand. I think, I think capitalism and people trying to go viral really do, like, it really has taken over a lot of people's mindsets now. Like, we are so tuned to social media and the internet. And now that we know that people can blow up and become rich and famous off of doing certain things on the internet, I feel like people will literally sell their souls <laughs> to gain whatever financially or fame wise. And it's like, but it's like, at what expense? How much does a dollar cost? Like, how how can you, in 2023, really sit up here and be comfortable with shucking and jiving for these people? Like, you're, you're not even... This is the thing. Like, there's nothing even extravagant or different about what you're doing. No. Y'all are literally up here acting like fucking fools. Like... 
dude is literally eating his chicken, making fucking monkey noises. Eating watermelon like that. Like, come on. On top of it. Like, you know what the fuck that you're doing. You know what you're doing. But I, you're putting that past you so you can get to whatever game that you think that you're going to get. But I really wonder how much positive game from black people do they even have behind all this? That's not for black validation. That's no. just for, for white validation. And that's right. what makes it sinister. And does how does that not register with you? One, I think I will. I'm not pushing back, but. I do disagree. I think some of these people don't understand the full context of what they're doing. They understand where that it comes it, from. I don't think they fully un- some of them. Some of them are not how do I say this? Some of them are not uh, the descendants of American slavery, we'll say. Just gonna leave that there. Mm-hmm. But some of them know where it's coming from but they are only around other people and they've been tokenized so much Mm -hmm. they're used to doing this monkey ass shit I think that's it it's the token it's the token shit that token shit is so dangerous bro you gotta grow out of that shit I ain't never been people have tried to make me a token but then usually when they tried to do that and I stood up for myself oh he's a racist no nigga you ain't gonna play in my fucking face yeah I I think we've both been in those situations I was in those situations a lot in college um, with people you know my friends telling me like Kim you're not black and it's just like no nigga I'm black shit okay y'all keep wait and see right (laughs) y'all throw the n word around and see what happened We'll set this bitch see what off. the fuck happened when I started telling y'all about white people and black people shit then we'll see how quiet you are because that's the one thing about it you will sit here and tell me how black I am and how black I'm not but when we go somewhere and I can see that I'm being treated differently and I point it out everybody quiet now you know I'm black I that's also the the benefit to me of being so dark that I am niggas know I'm black I mean I ain't like <laughs> no I'm saying no, I'm, I'm not saying but I'm saying like never in my black ass mind was I like I'm not like the rest of these niggas yeah. cause I look just like these niggas right so like when people would tell me that like, oh okay <laughs> like bro I'm black like these motherfuckers don't know how black I am just cause I listen to all this rock shit don't mean shit I'm a country ass black nigga and that will never change. But, like, for me, I stopped chasing white validation a long time ago. Yeah. Like, I stopped chasing white validation in my early teens. Mm-hmm. When you're the only black person going into these, like, rock shows and shit, you get tried a lot. And when you stand up for yourself, these motherfuckers ain't gonna be able to tell you you act uh you act uh white very clearly nah nigga fuck that yeah now you see (laughs) but I got that's also why I was like man I'm going to HBCU fuck that shit I had two months like uh uh I was like "Mm -mm." I'll deal with the other issues that, that, that go along with going to a historical black college 
But as far as like this shit, nah. I'm about to go see how black I really am. And I'm a nigga. <laughs> and I'm going to be a nigga for life. <laughs> black forever. I asked a certain person yesterday. I was like, what's the craziest thing you've eaten? She was like, I ain't ate nothing crazy. I was like, but you lived in like other countries. You didn't eat nothing like... And she was like, no, I'm not playing with my stomach. She said, I'm a nigga. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, my nigga. That's one thing about niggas. We ain't eating too many questionable right. things. Right. We don't play with our stomach now. <laughs> I think that's a, that's a one of those other things that's passed down too, though. It goes with the hand in hand with why most black people order their steaks a certain temperature. Yeah, because if you had low, lower grade meats, you could literally get sick and die from that shit. Mm-hmm. And they knew, like, people, I've said this before, but, like, back in the days when black people would order cuts of meat or go out to eat, they would either get scraps or get older meat. Mm -hmm. And the reason why they would make sure that their shit was cooked was so that they would not get sick. And that has been passed down. People see their parents ordering their shit, hearing them say they don't want no pink. That's what they're going to do. I remember the first time my brother ordered a steak medium. My mom and dad was like, this nigga is wild. Yeah. <laughs> Been there, done that. Hey. Hey. I, I can eat my steak like a caveman at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but that comes with just learning and unlearning, though. Yeah. It's... I keep joking that this is the last episode of Black History Month. But... <sighs> Every February, I just be thinking about the things that we've been passed down and the things we've survived in this country. And I have pride, but it also feels like every February, motherfuckers be trying to fuck with us. And they be trying us and playing in our fucking faces. Like, what was it? It was something the other day. I was like, nah, y'all niggas tripping. Oh. This is after the Super Bowl. This is what Chris Berman, who is a legendary broadcaster, said to sum up the Super Bowl. Because the Super Bowl had the first two black quarterbacks. But also, of course, two African-American quarterbacks starting against each other in the Super Bowl for the first time fittingly. February 12th is Abe Lincoln's birthday. Here we go with the highlights in case you miss. Yeah, look, y'all motherfuckers be playing in our fucking face, bro. What was what was necessary about that? They were slaves. Get it, <laughs> bro? Like, look and look. I'm gonna dial it back a little bit. I'm joking, but some of that stuff is also because that's like when. I'm sure when Chris Berman was growing up, he learned that Abraham Lincoln was a savior to uh, black people. Without understanding the white savior complex and everything and how that, that you shouldn't bring that up when there's two black quarterbacks for the first time in the Super Bowl. That's something you probably shouldn't bring up. Yeah, like now is not the time. And I get we started all the Super Bowl with lift every voice and sing, which, bruh, 
Them white people were in their feelings about that shit. Yeah. Why do we have to have a black national anthem? We have an anthem for everybody. Well, in the third stanza of that anthem, it talks about slaves. I mean, not that part, but I mean. Right, <laughs> right. Whereas lift every voice and sing literally calls to calls out for the blessings of God. But y'all don't know that. And then they act like lift every voice and sing is a new song that came out during the BLM uh, protest. It's like, no, nigga, it's, uh, it's older than lift every voice and sing has been the black national anthem longer than the literal national anthem has been our national anthem. Mm-hmm. But y'all don't know our shit because y'all don't have to live in our world. Mm-hmm. We know all y'all shit. But y'all don't know our shit. Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of our links and merchandise at www.thesuburbanpodcast.com. You can also get your listens in on any of these streaming services, such as Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Subscribe. Episodes come out every Friday. Beow, beow, beow.